spirit of our usual host huck breeze and the legendary crusty the crown crusty damn it if you took the under on 10 seconds before we (laughs) fucked it up you won um crusty the clown also says hey hey my name is ethan and this is the hardwood dynasty basketball podcast the final episode of the regular season um i am here with our reigning first place standings holder Brennan Hong Kong Heroes Breeze and with um Max he's an honorary Breeze now is that is that no Sidor Jesus Christ yeah (laughs) I didn't even notice yeah Brennan Brennan took it in stride so I just kept on going my ego started ballooning when he started saying reigning one place to go uh Max uh Max Godzilla got busy Breeze is that's my last name yeah, it's his last name, his cousin Drew. Um, they are here with me. We are going to try and get through this episode. May the worst be behind us um, <laughs> in terms of misspeaking. How are you guys doing? You guys are our two teams sitting in the playoff picture this final week. I'm not. Man, it's, uh, it's so much playoff representation right now on the podcast. I gotta, this is going to be so weird, like two relevant teams talking at once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting through this week. I don't know if it really changes anything for you or I. I think you're close to the bubble, though. It, I, this changes things quite a bit for me. So it doesn't change things for you because you're in first. You're going to end up somewhere between first and third, and you feel confident being able to beat any of us bottom feeders. But for me, if I beat Chase, so I'm facing Chase this week. If I beat Chase you know, by a decent margin, I could jump it up into the five seed and not chase down to the three seed, um, which would change some things around significantly. Or I could lose really badly, get bumped down below Neil and end up having to face chase two weeks in a row, which is something I'd like to avoid. So, I mean, there's a lot at stake for me this week. I'm going hard. Luckily, the Thunder are just not going to play any of my guys because they're tanking. (laughs) So things are starting off on a real good note. That is interesting. I, um, in a loss to Max last week, I got hit hard by the Raptors really tanking and Fred Van Vliet and OG Anunoby, who are two guys I acquired for keeper infrastructure for the future, are basically done playing unless Toronto's trying to be respectful to the playoff race and they're playing Milwaukee or, or somebody like that. So, um, my season was over anyway, but that is something that um, it seems like the list of teams that are like 
like overtly tanking has ballooned just in the last, I mean, I guess since the trade deadline, probably. Yeah. You know, it would be really respectful if you would take a shot right now. Yes. So for those who forgot um, or missed last week's episode, how dare you? uh, Max and I made a two shot bet on last week's matchup. He beat me eight to three. Uh, My team is bad. Max's team is bad in its current state, but not that bad apparently. So, uh, cheers to, to not that bad. And, and for your sake, Max, uh, you get LeBron back before you play somebody who matters. Cheers, cheers. to not that bad should be the, the <laughs> podcast slogan, you know, <laughs> I think we have a title. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to not that yes. bad. Done. <laughs> nice and clean. Well, all right. One shot down. Um, you'd have thought I was already drunk the way I introduced this. <laughs> um, so let's let's look a little closer at the bubble. Um, those teams that are in the top five, we're going to talk about you um, here in a little bit. But to give them a little credit, that's Brennan, who's in first. Chase, Paul, Kyle, and Trevor have all officially clinched their playoff spots. That top three had already clinched last week. So golf clap to those guys. Um, but let's look at the bubble, six through 10. So Luke and my balls, the eight seed on autopilot is still not trying. I think at this point, he's not going to start trying again. My theory is just like, he's already kind of, he's not going to change the competitive balance of things this late out of nowhere. Um, especially if the alternative is being lazier on that front. So I, you know, he, he, Beat Huck five to four, but really he proved me wrong because Huck did exactly what he said and was a real pain in the ass and um, let Victor and Luke hang around on the bubble. My first question, um, and we let's start with Brennan and then go to Max, is um, spending another week on autopilot. Um, is Luke on my balls? Does he have a better chance at at staying a game ahead of? Of Victor or or can Victor catch him? Victor um, is facing Neil this week. We'll get to that matchup in a bit. Luca, my balls is facing Trevor. So uh, on autopilot, I would say he fares a good chance, but it doesn't look like he's on autopilot this week. He's got thirty-seven games, and that might remain the same. And something tells me Rum Ham has a lot more. I don't think he's uh press start all players but yeah 37 is not i mean i'm at like what 51 or something so right if he was autopilot it should be somewhere in the high 40s and i don't know i think he maybe saw that all of his guys that were gonna play were in the starting lineup and maybe thought he already did it (laughs) i don't know it's gonna it's gonna come down to uh the wire here for sure max what do you think so I, I mean, I, I think the luckiest thing for Victor ever is that Trevor is facing Hurwitz this week. I, I don't think Hurwitz stands a chance in autopilot against Trevor. Trevor's team is super strong right now. Um, like it, he's got Oladipo injured, and but I don't really think. I mean, Jamal Murray injury is is not going to hinder him that much. I know Murray's a huge points guy but 
De'Aaron Fox, Vucevic, Carl Anthony Towns. That's it, man. That carries him. If he can have above average players beyond that, he's going to beat Hurwitz, which right now is beating him eight to two with a small sample size. But Victor, all he has to do this week is like tie or win by one. Like he just keep it close um, because he's only one game behind. So if he can, even if he loses, if he loses, you know, two points better than Hurwitz, then he's in good shape. So my bet would be on Victor being eight seed, Neil being seven seed, because I don't think Victor's going to win big enough. He'd have to win by um, seven points in order to leap Neil. I still think Neil's the seven seed. I think Victor's going to be the eight seed and he's going to be playing either Brennan or if Chase beats my ass this week, he'll be facing Chase. Now, a complicating variable in all of this is Uniballers. He's the team I always keep coming back to because I still believe like if they, now it's not even like um, about so many moves. Now it's just like, man, if he had McCollum, if McCollum didn't get hurt, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. He'd be so comfortably in the playoff field. He's two and a half back. He plays Doink the Clown. He's up currently nine to one, of course, small sample size. But let's say... Um, like here's a totally, I'm not, I wouldn't predict this right now. He's in. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can win by so much being two and a half back. So if hypothetically Trevor beats Luca, my ball seven to four, Victor beats Neil six to five. And then Uniballers beats joint the clown, like eight to three, he jumps everybody and gets in because eight to three is so resounding. So Huck really it's, it's, um, it's ironic, but Huck really controls a lot of the playoff picture, in my opinion, because uh, if he, the level of, regardless of if he win or wins or loses, the level of formidable he is this week is really, I think, what's going to decide the bubble. Which so far, he's not. Um, he, he added Kenrick Williams at some point and left him on his bench, even though he has you know, four open spots on his roster right now. So right now he's rolling over and just presenting himself to Luke. <laughs> After after his after his speech last week of yeah I'm not yeah. taking it easy on anybody yeah I'm gonna be tough in April well no uh-huh. he's not making moves he's not uh, not showing up on the podcast not gonna work here anymore that's for sure oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think um, Luke has uh, a team that even if you know even if he had remembered to put Ken Kenrick Williams in you know he was formidable last week for exactly why he said he would be because he'd make all five moves and Luke and my balls wouldn't, but Luke Uniballers is leads the entire league. I'm pretty sure and moves for the season or he's top two or three along with Brennan. So he's, you can't, you can't find hacks in the counting stats against him. Uh, you know, especially along with another small handful of teams with 70 plus moves. So he picked up, um, a guy I actually took in the 14th round and dropped like almost immediately. So that was cool. Um, Alexi Pokusevsky of the Thunder, who is like definitely a guy that will pick up a lot of minutes in this tankathon, it seems like. And like it's early, um, but he had eight points, four assists at halftime against the Wizards. You don't play defense. So it's like, damn, a great move. I'm still I mean, stuck on the fact that you pronounced it correctly. 
I know. You know what? I I'll pick another spot later. Okay. To fudge a name or two. <laughs> that's that's who Victor called Ethan's twin. He posted his picture in the group text and was like, "This is just Russian Ethan or something like that." <laughs> He's just tall, skinny, white dude. I can see it. Uh, I was I was gonna say in terms of build, yes. In terms of face, I don't know, but Poku <laughs> Berg. Yeah. Berg Steen. Oh. Um. All right, let's shift to kind of the other side of the playoff bubble. Like right before we started recording, Neil was venting about Ben Simmons and um, getting staff for illness. I personally am skeptical that it's illness. I think it's we've the NBA is sort of getting exposed for cramming all these games into a short time span after a short offseason and guys are going down left and right. And I think he's just. I, I bet he's just getting sat out of precaution, but either way, Neil is, is nervous about playing Victor. He's four and a half up on the eighth seed. He's nervous about uh, playing Victor and falling out of the playoff spot after holding a playoff spot for 16 weeks in his words. So um, what do you think looking at, at kind of their matchup early and we can make larger predictions later, but who are maybe a couple guys that you guys think, um are like must for neil to have a breakout and win this week probably going the whole week again without james harden well it looks like like i was gonna say kemba walker but it doesn't look like he played tonight um nope he's another non-covid illness though so i'm like and we know he started the season late with injury so there's there's not a lot of stars on this team there's a lot of guys above streaming um yeah it's it's going to be a group effort i think for neil's team uh a lot of 12 four and five kind of lines but i mean brogdon's gonna have to carry the load ultimately and it's interesting that ben simmons is out and shake milton is playing and he's playing really poorly um like it's they're going into the fourth quarter shake milton is 0 for 5 um and he's played a decent handful of minutes like he's played 16 minutes so far uh with no ben simmons you would think it's something i say on the podcast all the time like one of those guards goes out they get shake milton more involved i think the team in in general is better he's playing like shit tonight um not showing up for neil right now so i think it's mostly going to be okay can ben simmons come back malcolm brogdon and kemba walker definitely need to play a role and then neil's got to make all his moves um, because he's definitely got some guys that are worth dropping not that his team is awful, but just, you know, like he, nobody's going to freak out if you drop Naz Reed, who I think he picked up today. Um, he's say, got a couple of guys like that. It's Monday and he's already used two. So I, something tells yeah. me he's going to fill that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I will say he's four and a half up on the eight seed. So he would have to lose like eight to three or worse for it to really, or, Trevor would have to straight up lose to Luca my balls, which seems unlikely. So I think Neil is, is safe. I suppose if Victor beats him bad, um, it could throw off the seating. Um, but Max, you are sitting three and a half games ahead of even Neil in that six seed. Um, how important, I guess I ask, I'm asking you this, like an interview question, shit, how important to you, if, if at all, would it be to, to get, into the top five and out of having to play the top three in the first round. Oh, I'd love it. I'd freak out because 
I'll be honest, if I am a top four seed or top three seed team right now, out of all these teams going in, I would want to face my team um, because who the fuck is my team? What happened? But my keepers are Bam Adebayo, LeBron, uh, Zach Levine, Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's four of them. Um, and then I guess the fifth would be Lou Dort, who isn't playing tonight uh, due to, and it's listed on, on uh, Roto World as t- hip strain tank violator. Like it's, <laughs> yes. it's legitimately just, well, they're, they're tanking and Lou Dort is good. So I can't get any of my five keepers on the court. John Wall alone is not enough to carry this team. Like my best players are right now that play are like Gary Trent Jr., John Wall, Andrew Wiggins. Like I'm, I am unironically relying on Kendrick Nunn who tonight is having a great game, but leading up to this was, has been garbage for a couple of weeks. Like I'm just, uh, I, I would love to get like, just give me like two guys back for the playoffs. If I can make it to that second round, I have a chance of LeBron coming back, but I will be one of the weakest teams um, in the first round of the playoffs. So I need some luck and some moves to make something happen. Um, and Paul texted me earlier. It was funny because he was like, oh man, right now, if, if season ended now, we'd be playing each other and you're not who I want to face. And I'm like, are you, fucking, are you serious? <laughs> I'm exactly who I'd want to face if I was you. Like, oh. not, I don't have any players. So yeah, being able to jump up to, to, like if I could jump Trevor somehow this week, which that has all kinds of implications because he's facing Hurwitz, but if I could somehow win and, and gain five points on him, I mean, Luke's got an excellent team but they're not as good as the top three. So I'll, I would take that break. So uh, let me get some clarity here. So one would play eight, two would play seven, three would play yeah. six, four would play five. Yes. I, don't, yeah. you, I don't think you want to be five, man. I think Monstar Jams, I think Kyle's team has been playing as the number one seed in the last three weeks. I, I regularly yeah. check to see how my score would fare against everybody else's at the end of the week. and. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I mean, I win everything except for Kyle. Every week with Kyle, it's like six five, five six. Like, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you've been number I don't one in Roto all year, but interesting about Kyle specifically. I'm worried about. I'm not so worried about the first round of the playoffs. It's the second round playing because I, 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 unfortunately, I think whoever gets paired against him in the first round is going to lose, and then I'm going to have to play him. I think if that if I have that correctly, but. Yeah, uh, it's not something I'm looking forward to. I think he's literally the number one seed going into the tournament. But wow, that, yeah, that's my hot take. That's, that is a hot take. That is a hot take. It's not that hot if you look at his last. No, but you're right because we've brought him up on a number of podcasts of like, man, yeah, he's his team is red hot. Like he's been very aggressive towards, um, you know, creating a playoff roster for himself. Just being being a top tier team versus being the number one team is set is a distinction, but you also say like you look at box scores and, and I mean, um, I feel like that's how chase feels about you is like most weeks he looks good against everybody, but uh, you guys played like a six, five matchup, but yeah, I mean, that's Kyle being a top tier team. isn't surprising to me. Going to chase's strengths, you know, points, three pointers, uh, field goals made. I mean, last week, 
Kyle had 347 field goals made, 913 points, and 82 three-pointers. Chase, like the number one guy all year for points and all that stuff, is Mm -hmm. pretty far behind in that regard. Uh, 306, 793 points, 74 three-pointers. He's beating Chase in all of Chase's stats for for the last three weeks or so. And it's – I feel like I'm the only one noticing, and it's scaring me because I'm going to play him in the second round. Well, no, he's, <laughs> he's for sure got a great team and he's made the trades to be great this season. I just like, I, I, and you know, any given week, anybody can beat anybody. You know, we, we can easily throw that out there, but I just, I don't know, man, it's, it's you chasing Paul still for me. And out of all of them, one of the predictions that I had for Paul's team was Oh, later in the season, the Pistons are going to start giving Isaiah Stewart minutes and he's going to start putting up numbers. Like he did that tonight, 18 points, 16 rebounds, three steals, three blocks, like one little pickup. So that's that guy on top of Dame Lillard, Jimmy Butler, um, Seth Curry, Steph Curry, all the Currys, Rudy Gobert, Chris Middleton. Like that's, that's a scary team. You know, like I'm not, and I'm, it's nothing against Kyle's team, which I think I called Kyle Luke earlier. That's what you get, Kyle. Um, but I, I really do think the top three teams are cut above. It's, I, I would rather, I think I would have a better, sh- better shot against Kyle just on an average week with my terrible, terrible current version of a team than one of the top three teams. I think it's, um, I mean, health is such a big part of it for everyone's team, as is the tanking variables across the league. But when Brennan was just reading off those point totals, I went to look at Paul's point total from last week because, like, Steph Curry is on an all-time heater, and Curry had almost 200 points for the week by himself. Uh, But um, Paul's team was at 654 points because he didn't get anything from Kawhi. He didn't – he only got – really one game from Dame. He didn't get very much, you know, he still got 61 from Butler and, and, you know, he got games out of Middleton, out of Gobert, out of a lot of his other guys, but just, you, you took two stars out. And, and just like we see with Neil, just like we've seen recently with Max, when he's not playing a, a garbage team, like you take out one or two of these stars and they completely collapse. I would have thought if anybody could, withstand missing a couple guys would be a team like Paul when Curry is doing something like that. And then I hear those comparison stats from Brennan. And now I'm, I'm rethinking the, I'm rethinking Kyle, especially, but also maybe Paul in relation to Chase and Brennan. Sorry, Paul. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of like great big men, but I mean, he's got the best guards for sure. In my opinion, Uh, Paul George, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. I mean, how do you compete against that? Right. Yeah. If you, uh, and that's speaking to Kyle's team, but if you. uh, And Lonzo Ball too. Yeah. Who is just sort of, is just sort of coming back um, from his own injury and on his own little minutes restriction as he ramps up. Um, but it's interesting because yeah, there's a lot of teams that could be potentially seated one way, but could be more or less dangerous than teams seated, um, above or below them. Um, Brennan has the potential one seed, 
um, and you're three games up on the field, who do you who would you be most content in seeing as the eighth seed? Max, Neil, uh, we'll take the autopilot out of it. Max, Neil, Victor, or Luke, Uniballers, Orth. Uh, who would I want spot. to see as far as like competition in the playoffs? Probably Victor. Yeah. Who am I rooting okay. for? I'm rooting for my boy Luke. I want him to get in, but just because <laughs> just because there's a lot of drama here. But uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, to be honest, I'm not. I mean, not to sound like an asshole, but I'm not too concerned about the bottom of the field. It's really that middle. Yes. That middle portion that I'm like, uh oh. I was trying to start a flame war, so I'm glad that you just insulted everybody in one fell swoop. Not to sound like an really asshole, care. but you're all beneath me, and I yeah, don't care. You are serfs, and I am a lord. I, I, I'm just focusing my uh, my concern. I don't need to be concerned about everybody. No, that's true. Um, okay, looking, and we've already talked about a lot of these teams, but looking at the top five, Trevor loses... Jamal Murray, it's very likely he's going to match up in the first round with Kyle. Sounds like at least Brennan um, has an opinion um, as to who would win that hypothetical matchup, um, that being Monstar Jams. Um, Max, what do you think it would take for Trevor to beat a team as hot as Kyle's without Jamal Murray? Uh, he's going to struggle for points against Kyle uh, without Jamal Murray. I think he would need to dominate. Like, I, I, I don't think he beats Kyle in three-pointers. I don't think he beats him in points. And I actually think Kyle's going to beat him in some of the guard stats too. But Trevor can easily wrap up rebounds, blocks, uh, maybe steals. And then at that point, we're talking percentages and turnovers, which it's funny. Like, I, I think a lot of the time whenever we're, we're playing each other. We're not really worried about turnovers. We just want as many minutes as possible. At least that's my strategy. But okay. now with these upper tier teams, like, and it's the playoffs, uh, all that matters is you win. All that matters is, you know, seven to six or, or whatever the six to five. Um, Cause I think there's 11 categories. Yes. But, so if, I mean, turnovers matter a lot more than they did during the regular season when we're trying to pick up these multi-point wins. Um, so I really think in order for Trevor to beat him, it's, it's percentages and turnovers. I think that's the difference maker. Well, and Kyle's got a guy who is a, an awesome fantasy asset, but who turns it over a lot. And that's Russell Westbrook. Right. He's kind of, but I mean, we like, we used to have errors in our baseball league and it's like, okay, those are a real thing. You have to be cognizant of them, but also no one's strategizing around errors. I don't know that anyone's strategizing around turnovers, but yeah, I think they are the biggest landmine that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna flip a matchup where where an inferior team gets an upset somewhere along the line. It's it's Westbrook, it's Beal, and it's Paul George. Um, I mean, yeah, he, that's where he's probably gonna lose turnovers most of the time, but also that's where he wins points. So mm -hmm. that's so, the trade-off. We talk about you know, how he's dominating points, but I, I mean, he's number one in rebounds, number one in assists and number one in steals. It, I almost like, and he's third, he's number two in points um, to chase. It's, I almost, when I, when I play him, I'm just like, I take out the counting stats when I start, cause I'm not going to beat him. He's, he's beating people by like 200 points. 
he's beating i mean he had like almost 300 rebounds last week or something like that so like i almost i feel like the gameplay the 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 blueprint to beat him is on your pickups focus on guys that shoot really well three-pointers because he's going to put up a lot of three-pointers and that's a a stat that you could steal from him um percentages because he's going to have a lot of guys chucking yeah well, and well, and I—I I mean, actual three-pointers made as well. Because yeah. I've been—I've been close to him, but he still edged me out like the last three weeks. So yeah, I mean, it, you have to win the things that he's really bad at. And if he—he's—he's he's worse than turnovers, and he's uh, almost—I mean, he's at the bottom of the league in blocks, and there's some other things that he's really bad at. But if he can, you know, have a good week on field goal percentage where he's the fourth worst, if he can turn it around <laughs> in one of these categories, like there's some issues, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, well, cool. I feel like we've talked through the top. If you are Huck or Andrew, um, because I think you're the only teams with owners that pay attention that we haven't talked about. Um, I'll dedicate my second shot later to you guys. This is for, this is for the nothing teams, baby. It's <laughs> I, baseball season. I almost thought, and this is the last I talk about his damn team, but I, I almost thought about tanking last week and this week, trying to get to a three seed instead of the one, because I didn't want to play in the, <laughs> in the second round that badly. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, you, it's not, it's, it's far less of a hot take than I thought it was when you first said it, because you have a lot of data to, support it so i mean that's gonna be very very interesting um and yeah he's a guy who's a four seed who's maybe uh secretly a one seed so um excuse me that'll be interesting um with that burp let's move on to um, our next segment which is weekly trivia um so this week's trivia is inspired by three pointers um Steph is yeah again on an all-time heater um if you didn't see the set uh he has just in the past week he has three games with at least 10 made threes um he has 20 such games in his career Clay Thompson has five no one else has more than three Steph has three just in the last week five just this season um nobody else has more than five for their career so it's I mean it is an all-time um, it's an all-time. He's on fire NBA he, Jam style. He had like three last week. Is that what you said? Or did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he has five for the season, and only one person even has five for their career, and that's Clay Thompson. So pretty amazing. Um, but Dame Lillard, another guy who's pretty lethal from three, logo Lillard, he is now just 12 made threes away from becoming the 10th player ever with at least 2,000 career made threes. Steph is another one of those 10. So how many of the other eight can you name? So these are, um, Dame will join this list, but for now there's nine guys with at least 2,000 career made threes. One of them is Steph, who was second all time with 2,745. How many of the other eight guys can you name? Um, Brennan, you are... Um, this is your first time on at least that we've done pod or that we've done trivia. So I'll let you go first. I get the layup. All right. I'll go with Ray. Ray Allen is for now 
still the all-time leader with 2,973. Um, what's amazing is I believe Steph is 93% of the way to his total and only 58% of the number of games. So pretty that's, insane. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Ray is number one all time. Max, you are up. Man, Curry's going to, he's going to set that record and just never give it up. Like well, there's I, just no way. It's got to be somewhat inflated though. Cause at the end of everybody's career, they don't put up the same numbers as their prime. So that's true. That is true. He'll have his um, kind of his twilight years, but I will say, um, he'll be long past the record even by the time those hit. And Ray Allen shot 40% almost on the nose, um, like at least past three decimal places. He shot 40% from three for his career. Um, Steph Curry shoots a little over 43% from three for his career, which of somebody at his volume is insane. Yeah, he's going to end up with over 4,000 threes. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller's number three all time. All right. This is the best it's ever gone. We got two answers right. Right away. Uh, yes. Reggie Miller has made 2,560 career threes. He was 39.5% career from three. Um, four through nine won't be that easy, but I will say, and I, I told you guys this before we recorded, but just so the people at home can hear, uh, some of these are hard, but every single one of these players is somebody that I'm a million percent confident all of you have heard of. So there's no like George McLeod or some of these other guys from the 70s that we don't know. Like everyone's from the years that we've watched basketball and like there's no like fluky guys. I was going to say George McLeod with my next guest. So I'm glad you <laughs> well, that I spared off, you. There you go. Yeah. Brennan, you're up. Uh, okay. I know. This one, because I'm an Atlanta guy, uh, Kyle Korver. Yep. Kyle Korver is... Uh, <laughs> Would have never gotten Kyle Korver. <laughs> you want to know what's crazy? You want to know what's crazy, though, about this era? And oh, like, my God. Steph broke basketball. Kyle kind of... Kyle Korver kind of, like, surfed this wave, um, having this existing skill. But he's fourth all-time. Only Ray Allen, Steph Curry, and Reggie Miller in the history of the game... And the three-pointer goes back to the early 80s, have made more career threes than Kyle Korver, who made him at 42.9%. That's just silly. That's Pretty silly. amazing. So um, anyway, uh, that is correct. So Brennan is two for two. Max, you are still one for one yourself. Oh, God, the pressure. Oh, man. Um, Raven Clap. Uh <laughs> So I'm going to go with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is incorrect. So great guess. Bitch. Great guess. Oh, good. Great um, guess, I will, I will say uh, there's one player remaining who is active. It's, obvious, it's not Chris Paul, but it, there is one active player. So you're not, it's not futile to. Uh, is it Kyle This might be a stupid question. Vince Carter retired, didn't he? Yeah, he retired. Vince Carter is retired. Um, Richard Lewis, that might be a stupid guess, but I'm going to guess it. Anyways. No, I mean, Richard Lewis is, is wrong, and I, 
I said good guess before to be snarky as a callback, but that is, uh, there are a couple on this list where it's like, that is the kind of thinking, like dudes who were really great ball players who you can see making threes, but aren't necessarily even like perennial all-stars, no less like Hall of Famers. Okay. So he's two for three. I have a chance to get back in this thing. You do. Um, Kobe. Uh, Kobe is wrong. And when I was pulling the answers for this, Damn. Kobe was the guy I was sincerely most shocked was not on there, even just out of longevity's sake. So what What's you're saying is good guess. <laughs> I'm trying to find new ways to say it where I don't sound like an <laughs> asshole, but yes. <laughs> good guess, bitch. Man, what, what was his percentage though? Because he put up probably like eight threes a game almost. Hold on, I'm pulling like. up his basketball reference as we speak. For his career, he shot 33% from three, but he I shot at tremendous volume. I mean, he shot four threes yeah. a game. Um, not all of these guys um, shot at that volume per se, but he did. I'm looking for his total threes made because I'm just looking. It's just showing. His, oh, here's total. Sorry, I had to scroll down. He finished with 1,827. So That's it's so not hard. like he's that far off. Okay. Oh, God. Um, all right. So longevity, maybe not a star. Uh, and that's not to say there aren't stars on here. I'm just saying there's other guys. There's, I have names in my head. I'm just afraid of Sam. Uh, Why? You're up two to one. That's okay. the game. That's I'll the say game. It. And I'm worried that it might be the other guy, but I'll say Jason Terry. Jason Terry is a million percent on there. Well done. Jason Terry is number seven in NBA history. God, there's with... no way I get more than three. Fuck this. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he with 2,282 threes, shot 38% from three for his career. NBA champion with the Mavs in 2011, but he played for, I mean, I I'll, I can tell you exactly how many teams. I know it's many. I'm sure Brennan, again, knows of him from his, I would imagine he was on the Hawks when Brennan lived down there. He played for the Hawks, the Mavs, then Boston, then the Nets, then the Rockets, or yeah, then the Rockets, then the Bucks. So five different teams. Ooh, okay, I got my next one. Okay, Max. God. Um, how about Jason Kidd? That's a good guess. Nope. He's got to be close, though, right? Let me look at how close he is because I'm sure he is close. Unless uh, it's like 1990 something, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count it. It is 1,988. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Yes, that is okay. hilarious. That's an official. He is. Uh, I would imagine that is actually the same total that Dame is sitting at right now, as like the lead into the question. He's twelve away from becoming the tenth to do it, and Jason Kidd. But again, it's just so how different the game is now stylistically. Like Dame's going to do it in way fewer games than Jason Kidd, but I bet it's not necessarily in way fewer shots. Jason Kidd, actually, while well, I still have his page. Pulled up. Jason Kidd shot 35% from three for his career. So it actually is probably in way fewer shots. Anyway. Okay, Brendan, you said you had another? Yeah, I'm 
I'm leaning into the Hawks. I'm going to go Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson is incorrect. Oh, my God. How many does he have? He's got to be close, too. I wonder. Because Joe Johnson, dude, they were, somebody even was like, hey, we might sign Joe Johnson for the rest of the season. It's like, why? <laughs> I hope not, not to play, hopefully. Uh, so he made 37% of his threes for his career. Going down to totals, he made 1,978. So oh 10 fewer than Jason Kidd, 22 from the threshold. Well, if he's counting his, I'm counting mine. I didn't count either of them. I'm just saying they're both really respectable. This has been the best trivia by far on the basketball podcast. Max? Well, I thought you were never going to come back to me, and I would have liked that. How about uh, Michael Jordan? No. Oh, Michael man. Jordan. I, I there just, is, There has been a lot where we've gone a long, long time enough. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, just he didn't play long enough, and I don't think – Back then, they, I mean, he wasn't really shooting a whole lot of threes. Oh, wait about it. What about his teammate? No, I'm not going to go with that. Um, uh, I don't know. Paul Pierce. Wow. Paul Pierce is the ninth and final one on the list. So that is Brennan's fourth correct. Max has Reggie Miller. Uh, I do Paul have Reggie Pierce. Miller. You can't take that away from me. Paul Pierce says 2,143 career made threes. Um, and that is ninth all time. He made them at 36.8%. All right. How about Carmelo Anthony? Is he the current? No, Carmelo is not the current. Great. I will warn just in, in terms of um well here brennan you go again and then i'll give uh max a hint before his second to last guess yeah, yeah. i need some more time uh i'm between well, we can... i don't think hornacek played long enough um i'm basically through all my guesses uh I'll, I'll go back to my earlier one and say vince carter um vince carter is correct i was wondering if you were going to come back to it vince carter is number six all time. He has 2,293s. He made them at 37.1%. Have we said the active player yet or no? No, we have not. Who the f Okay, so um, the there's two guys left that have not been named. One is fifth all time and one is eighth all time. One of those two is the active player. Um, I'll just tell hint. you, it's it's not okay. So I'm trying to think of one that's not just gonna give it away. Has this active um, player changed teams this year? This year, yes. Okay. Does this person have a hat? Um, <laughs> Guess uh, who? I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the all the white guys that got cut and went to other teams <laughs> i'm thinking of a name all right um i'm gonna go off of the uh, can one. i can i tell you to not do that that's another hint don't think of don't think of joe harris type guys okay not white guys is what you're saying i mean he's not white. it's not a white guy but i'm but there are tremendous white basketball players see that's just how like you there's 
that's some seasoned trivia stuff right running there. I just guess who'd him, you know? So it's, but it is somebody who's changed teams this year. All right. Well, unfortunately, I'm, I'm still drawing a blank on that. So I'm going to guess the one, the only, the Turkoglu. Oh. Ooh, Hito Turkoglu is, or Turkoglu, I don't know how to pronounce. So maybe I just did my mispronunciation. I might be but too, but he's, I... he's, he's wrong either way. Fuck you. I'm looking up his career stats. I loved Hito. Man, I, I only have w- white guys left in my head. I was going to say oh, JJ Reddick. I was going to say JJ Reddick, but I don't, I don't that's not I don't think that's right. Uh and or Mike Miller. Um dang, he did shoot Hito did shoot 38% from 3 for his career. He made only 1246, but he only played for 15 years, which only but um, you know, some of these Vince Carter played for more than 20 years, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, etc. So only. <laughs> um, okay, Brennan, sorry, I cut you off. Who's your last guess? <sighs> Who shoots the most three outside of Steph in the league? Uh I'll go with uh oh, sorry, this isn't great podcasting. Uh I'll go with uh James Harden. There you go. James Harden is the active player. I couldn't believe this when I saw it, but James Harden is already fifth in NBA history in made three pointers. He already has 2,441 shooting 36.5% career from three, which is actually uh, the lowest of all of the, or the second lowest of all the players up here. But um, I mean, in like, less than 15 years he has been such a volume scorer i mean i I feel like any one thing he does besides drawing fouls gets underrated now because he's so fucking great offensively at so many things but i was shocked to see he was fifth on this list for the active i was between him and kevin durant and lebron james but i just i couldn't see lebron james scoring as many threes as harden and i guess yeah durant's not i wonder i don't think lebron is even that close just given how many years he's played look at max because i'm curious there's one guy left uh there you have one guess left don't give me the year but give me the team okay because he's not current so it's just all the team all time okay this is a good hint the team is omni this dude has scored he's a total journeyman he has scored so many points for so many different teams and i love him and that is, and you, it, when, oh, it, even if you don't uh, get it, when I tell you after, you'll be like, that was a good hit. No, no, no. It's uh, Jamal Crawford. It's Jamal Crawford. Hell yeah. Damn, we, I never would have gotten that. Dude, we witnessed a Jamal Crawford 50 burger at Dirk's last game. And we're all screaming and freaking out about how, like, oh, it's Dirk's last game. He scored 11 points, like, in the first in three In the first, minutes, like, five and minutes. Then, or, and yeah, then three stopped. minutes. And then he slowed down significantly, but we were freaking out because he made like, he drilled three threes in the first couple of minutes and we were freaking out. And all we're all just cheering for Dirk and everybody's chanting for Dirk to get off the bench. And Ethan's just yelling like, I can't believe we're about to see Jamal Crawford score 50 points. And we're like, shut the fuck up, Ethan. Nobody cares about Jamal Crawford. We're in Dirk's and I was, game. I was telling people, I'm like, I'm not trying to troll the Mavs. Like, I'm here to see Dirk. I didn't think this is how it was going to go down. But, like, I've never seen somebody score 50 in an NBA game in person. 
He had like 30 something in the second half. The Mavs were up like 25 at halftime because it was like this huge wave of emotion and Dirk was on fire early. And then Jamal Crawford almost fucked the whole thing up. He like let, he was playing for the Suns who are nothing. They had like just drafted DeAndre in that year and they sucked and Devin Booker wasn't playing. And he just, he had like 30 something points by himself in the second half to this day. He's that was the oldest uh, 50 point scoring performance in league history. It happened on Dirk's finale night. We saw both in the same night. Fucking crazy. I love Jamal Crawford. Everybody always talks about Kyrie's handling and how he's like the best handles in the league, but he was the, uh, he was the OG as far. Have you seen some of his, some of his uh, street ball stuff? It's pretty crazy. Yes. The original uncle drew. (laughs) Uh, Yes. He is. uh, Yeah. He's a Seattle legend. In terms we of filled like a board. stuff. Okay, granted with hints, but we filled a board. Yeah, there was eight people to get. They had eight guesses each, these guys. Brennan went six for eight. Max went two for eight, but they went eight for eight. I'm really more of a trivia well, role player, you know? I need trivia in this century. Uh, as If we can pick guys that um, aren't pictured in black and white, I think we'll do pretty good. That's why I, I felt good about this one because it's – Again, like some of those were really tricky. I did not think you'd get Kyle Korver so quickly, for instance, but oh. it's all guys like you've heard of and are aware of. So, yeah, I was uh, watching, I went to Kyle Korver games. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, he, uh, he sure stacked them. To go back to the list one more time for everyone from nine to one it's Paul Pierce, Jamal Crawford, Jason Terry, Vince Carter, James Harden, Kyle Korver, Reggie Miller, Steph Curry. And for now, still the record holder, Ray Allen, with 2,973 three-pointers. And there we go. So So many. So, so many. All right. It's the moment we build to all week, every week. Our predictions that we don't track, and I'm sure usually get wrong. Um, And it's time to go through them one more time this regular season. So... Um, we can kind of, I, I broke these out when I was writing out the outline into sections. So this first section of four games is the playing out the string division. Um, these are games where um, they don't really have any bubble ramifications um, or anyone who's really within five games of a top three seed or, or, a, you know, the eighth playoff spot. So um, we'll start with Brennan, who's the one seed. Um, Hong Kong Heroes, 114, 59 and 3. He's playing Andrew. Um, I love Dierk, who's 69, 104 and 3. Um, and in 12th place, Andrew has been um, surging in Roto. He's actually ninth in Roto despite being 12th overall. And Julius Randle, Clint Capella, as late as they are, is a kick ass keeper tandem. But Max, do you think he has any chance to be Brennan this week? No. And I'm going to shame him. A little bit. I'm going to give him a little bit of shame. Uh, he didn't use any moves today, right? Uh, I don't, I, fuck, I don't remember. No, I get confused. I, I get so. confused. He didn't. Between our, this league and the baseball league. So transactions. I know for a fact, I was, I've been texting with Andrew on and off all day um, because we're, we're talking trade for baseball and he's talking to me about other people talking to him about trade for baseball. Like we played Warzone. That's what I was doing literally right before we got on this podcast and uh dougie mcbuckets is sitting on his bench 
with four points and three rebounds in the fourth quarter. Okay. Like if you're not going to start Doug McBuckets, what are you even doing? Um, no, he's going to lose this. This matchup doesn't matter, but yeah, he's going to lose in the hilarious fashion. <laughs> um, I will take him as, or Brennan as well over Andrew. Um, you know, again, I think Andrew, um, did what he needed to do after a really bad start to the year. He said, all right, may as well zig when everyone else zag, set up my keepers. And uh, and that's exactly what he did. And again, Capella in the fourth, Randall in the sixth, looks scary, scary good. He's got Wiseman stashed who could become anything. He's got Halliburton stashed who could become anything. Um, but none of that's going to matter this week. And even if it all came together, Anyone eleven nothing, it wouldn't matter this week. Brennan, are you threatened? No, and honestly, even if he was beating me nine to two, I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of implications. He's trying to get into the two three so bad. <laughs> I know. Dude, I am. Chase Paul, comment in the uh, group text after you listen to this. I'm curious. Um, okay, next matchup. Um, these are two teams that are in the playoffs. I just don't think. Um, I don't think they're close enough to anyone else to change their seed. Maybe our, our co-host will disagree, but that's Chase's neat team, 112-63-1, um, currently the number two seed, three games back of Brennan, three and a half games ahead of Paul. Against Max, Godzilla got busy, who is 92-82-2, and two, and I believe four and a half games back of the 4-5 matchup. So... Um, I'm taking Chase. Um, Chase is obviously a great team. Max did what he needed to do and got a big stack win over me last week. My team sucks. Um, he's definitely, you know, he hasn't mathematically clinched, but he's for all intents and purposes clinched, but he's not better than Chase in his current iteration. So um, I, I think for Chase, it's going to just be more about watching Kevin Durant's injury status, um, watching Giannis's um, injury status and usage and, um, trying to forecast how that'll play out for the playoffs. Um, but I think they're probably pretty locked into their seeds. Um, Brennan, what do you think of this matchup? I'm looking at Max's lineup and I like his lineup, but the one thing that sticks out to me is freaking Kevin Love because I traded him thinking he would never come back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's playing really well now. Um, well, he's playing okay. He's, he's, he's contributing and yeah. you didn't think he's noteworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two for 10 from three, one for seven and 0 for four doesn't help you. But yeah, I mean, 15, eight, four, 14 and 11. I mean, 17 and 11. He looks like the old Kevin Love. Um, well, not the old, old Kevin Love. But yeah, not Timberwolves Love. Yeah, no, not that love. Uh, but yeah, um, that being said, I, I think I think Chase, uh, Chase will surge in, the, in some of these counting stats. Uh, later in the week, and I think he'll probably overcome you, say, seven to four-ish. All right. Max, do you uh, do you have any sort of spirited um, speech for, on behalf of your team or shit talk to Chase or, or um, thoughts on this matchup this week? Oh, no shit talk to Chase. If my team was healthy, his team would be better than mine. Um, and my team is not healthy. So I. that being said, I'm still gunning for a win here um whether or not it changed seed or not just to get myself set up for next week um because 
I think I'm comfortably in the playoffs at this point, unless Chase just absolutely beats my ass this week. I am pretty comfortably in the playoffs. Um, and I just, I can't, I can't expect wins whenever I'm, you know, riding Facundo Campazzo into the playoffs, whenever I'm trying to get Rudy Gay to put up more than six points and five rebounds. Like I, I need players to get healthy this week. I would love if, if I could be the guy to, to pick up the backups for injured players, um, somebody that goes down this week, or maybe the Thunder call up somebody nobody's heard of before, and then I pick them up, and then that's the only person getting minutes because fuck the Thunder. Um, I picked up Isaiah Roby today, two minutes later, injured or out for the game. And as he's not injured, he's just, he's just on the Thunder. Um, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I would love if a couple of my guys came back this week. I think Chase is going to beat me. I'm going to keep it close ish um but yeah it, it it's not that our matchup doesn't matter um but i will be using all five of my moves for this week and will not be using any to set up next week i didn't even know we had seven injured spots until i looked at your team oh i'm using with the il plus yeah so it, if ethan hadn't added il plus i don't know what i would do like i i I, have I did it at a guys. time when the COVID situation in the NBA was way different. Now they're getting used for so many other things, but we have them if they affect every team the same in terms of having them. But yeah, when I did it, it was like when the Wizards weren't playing for fucking two weeks at a time and Kyle's chilling there with Beal and Westbrook. Uh, I didn't. So yeah, a lot of these game time decisions and load management makes them interesting strategically who who would have thought that seven wouldn't be enough for you max good lord you got no, 10 I, yeah no i absolutely <laughs> need more i do Jeez. want to call out though so i dropped uh nick claxton today but i was able to pick him back up after trading him to i think luke uh for gary trent jr and since then gary trent jr is like he's the most important player on my team right now he's absolutely outstanding as a volume score for Toronto. Yeah. I wonder how he's going to be used not within a game, but in terms of games, yes or no. Like, I wonder how much he's going to get to play down the stretch. Cause Toronto is, <laughs> is, is tanking and now tanking requires getting lower than the 10 seed and now to the play in. They have yeah. no interest in that. No, I, th I think that he's going to keep getting minutes because other players on Toronto are like, especially players that are um, have a contract beyond this year. Like they're going to bench them. Gary Trent Jr. I'm pretty sure is on a contract year. So I think they're just going to oh, be like, be right. yeah. you know what, get out there, play 35 minutes every game and take yeah. whatever shots you want. Just turn the ball over, please. <laughs> oh, it will be interesting. That is a good point. Like if he's, just a return in a trade to make salaries work and and finish out this season, then yeah, he could be a great fantasy asset in the playoffs. I haven't even really noticed him. He went uh, like eight days ago. He went 17 for 19, 44 yeah. points. Yeah, he yeah he's uh, completely um, blown up. And I don't think Portland regrets anything. I mean, I think they are uh, given how much they've missed Lillard or McCollum um in a given game they are probably still pretty pleased with the reinforcements norm powell brings um but i digress let's move on to 
our next playing out the string matchup, and that is Monstar Jams, um, a favorite of this podcast, 98, 75, and three. He's the four seed, but more significantly, he is nine and a half back of Paul, the three seed. Uh, and I think he's like six games ahead of Max, the six seed. So he is, to Brennan's points about um, people seedings in the playoffs, Kyle is almost certainly in the four or five matchup, no matter what. And he's playing me, a completely irrelevant team. Shalom, y'all. 77, 97, and two. Um, I'm in 11th place. Um, you guys can, I, do you even care about this matchup? Say, say whatever you want. Brennan, you can go first. Yeah, so I think Ethan's going to win this. Um, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, his, his guards are, I mean, damn, they already have so many points. Day one. Um, yeah, I, I don't see this one faring well for you, Ethan, but, you know, there's always next year. Brennan, is there like a tornado going on? Uh, there's sirens going on outside. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know if that was like the tornado siren or what, but like they are they like live, coming for you? I live across from the police station downtown, so okay. that's probably what it is. Okay, because I'm like, that's pretty close. Like, do you need to go get the door? <laughs> I didn't know if you could hear that or not, but yeah. No, um, that's a, that happens on a regular basis. Ethan, I... Yeah, this, this matchup doesn't matter. Um, it, it really doesn't. But for just for for our sake, are you going to be making the moves? Are you trying to? Is there anything on the line for you against Kyle this week? Not, not really. I mean, I'm I'm playing it out to be respectful. But then, for instance, like I forgot, got to check at five thirty um, to see with these guys who are in game time decisions. Like I was stashing Dante Divincenzo down there, and then. Um, you know, I had Jalen Brown on the bench because I had already 10 people playing and he was a game time decision. So I was like, I'll look at five 30. I already fucking forgot to do that today. So I've missed Jalen Brown's game. I've missed DiVincenzo's game. Like I'm shooting myself in the foot, but I'm not trying to, to not try. I'd certainly like to just finish it out. So to have some sort of normal result for everybody at season's end, but it's, I mean, I'm not, I don't give, I would not be upset even if I lost nine to two. I really, I, I'm, it's baseball season, baby. <laughs> it, I was, yeah. If you didn't have a first round pick, I, I wouldn't be respectful and I would just tank if I were you, but yeah, you've already got I, it. I don't think um, if I lost 11, nothing and Huck won 11, nothing, I don't think he'd pass me anyway. Well, there you go. So it is, it is what it is. Uh, that'll be interesting since we're going to move the autopilots to pick at the end. Huck and then Andrew will probably pick one, two in the draft. Yep. Both of them have vacated first round picks. So should be interesting. Um, okay. Last matchup that really doesn't matter. Uh, down under. The I last disagree. matchup of the ones that really don't matter. This matters. This matters a lot, actually. Ooh. Now, I... I think I know where you're coming from. Uh, I think Paul can hold up the extreme end of the deal. I don't think anybody else will move backwards enough or at all necessarily. But anyway, let me introduce it. It's okay. Thunder from Down Under, 107, 65, and four. He's in third place, three and a half back of second, six and a half back of first um, versus the Kevin Wearsney, 14th place, 51, 123, and two. 
Um, Max, expound on that thought you had just started. Okay, so first of all, Matt Stafford's a bad man. Um, That's I, Kevin I Ware's knee, just to- I, Yeah, I don't think case. I said it last week. I felt it was important to call out uh, this week. Matt Stafford, bad man. If I see him again, um, I'm going to go, hey, man, good to see you. You're a bad man, but it's good to see you. Um, how are the Rams? But I think this is one of the most important matchups of the week. Paul needs to take care of his business if he doesn't want to face the sixth seed. If I can like even keep it close against Chase, like if if Paul can win 10 to 1 the way he's doing right now, the way everyone should be beating Kevin Ware's name, um, and I can, you know, keep it close against Chase or God forbid beat Chase, then Paul's the two seed. Okay, like it gets even more interesting if uh, Andrew actually tried to pay attention this week because again, a 10 to 1 matchup, like a, an all but guaranteed 10 to 1 win where he just gains nine uh, points or nine wins compared to everybody else, he could theoretically shoot up to the one seed. Um, but again, that's unlikely because Andrew's going to get his ass kicked and, you know, didn't even start the, the whoever the fuck I was talking about just a second ago. Um, but no, this is immensely important. Uh, if, if Paul wasn't paying attention this week and was just going to, like, okay, it's Kevin Ware's knee, blah, 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 and won seven to four, then that could keep him in the three seed. Like, this is this affects the two seven game and the three six game immensely. So, no, I do think this game matters, even though it, it should be just a brutal beatdown. I see what you're saying. It probably matters more than I was leading on at the start of that introduction it's just a muscle memory when uh, we have whenever we get to kevin Ware's knees matchup but uh but i will say even if paul wins 11 nothing brennan would still need to lose outright to i love Derek at least seven to four or he would have to be yeah he'd have to lose to i love Derek at least seven to four for paul to pass him paul is six and a half games back so he needs to win seven more categories this week than brennan does Right. So you gave and me he's not gonna, and Paul is not going to win turnovers against Kevin Ware's knee at Kevin Ware's knee at the very least is in first place in turnovers. Like that is just as much comes with the territory as him being in last and everything else. So Paul at most can win 10 categories. And then we are talking about Brennan only winning three against a 12th place team. I just don't, I don't really foresee it. I could see him jumping up maybe into number two but i just don't i think the difference between two and three and the difference between six and seven is pretty marginal on both ends i think max your and neil's teams are both teams that have been among the top five teams when your best players are healthy and are backing into the playoffs when your teams aren't healthy um i think chase and paul's teams are both extremely dangerous almost every single week and so i think it could switch the matchups i just don't know that it matters that I don't know that it matters so much um, on either end, like I said, of the playoff bracket. Brennan, I'm going to make you... a shot bet with you, okay? For... Okay, well, here, I owe the second one on this. Yeah, go ahead and well. go ahead and take it now. You in introduce me while I way. take this, yeah. Okay, so the shot bet I'm predicting. So this is not one that will pay off until uh, the semifinals podcast, so two weeks from now, but I'm taking note of it anyways. I bet you three count them three podcast shots that this matchup 
Paul versus Kevin wear his knee, the result of it will, the direct implication will be an upset in the first round. Like the, whether he stays like in the two seven or the three six, um, there's going to be an upset where the six or seven wins and wow. makes it the next round. Yeah, I accept. Three shots. Three shots that either the six or seven beats the two or the three. We can renegotiate at the start of the playoffs next week if for some reason um, Neil like falls out and isn't the seven seed or something like that. Well, no, the larger I, scope of it. Because all I'm that, talking about Neil is falling seating. out has nothing to do with. Right, but. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. I actually, even if Neil falls out, I don't feel like I don't feel like any of those teams outside of the top five, unless you or Neil got entirely healthy. The nature of our scoring makes three. these much less random than, say, like fantasy football. Like fantasy football, somebody's quarterback could go off. Somebody's, you know, Marvin Jones could catch three touchdowns, things along those lines. The fact that we do rotisserie for basketball for a full week's worth and everybody kind of has experience like trying to get their guys for the most games trying to have a roster that's balanced like there's still some margin for error there but it's less random the expectation for us should be the one through four seeds cruise right you know like it or at least the one through the one and two seeds should cruise through because they've been doing it all year you know brennan and chase have been just running roughshod on people all year long i think that based off of this matchup, which it might end up in Paul still being the three seed or Paul being the two seed, it is going to cause an upset. And I hope it's me. I hope it's me so that you have to take three shots and we're still talking about my team for two weeks from now. So that's uh, that would be best case scenario for me. Sorry, Brennan. Uh, do you have additional thoughts on this <laughs> shot bet or this matchup that Ethan said was useless. And I am now saying is the most important matchup of all time. Uh, I don't think anything changes, but I think you qualified it as that was, that was also an option for shot taking. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned Kevin where if he tries this week, he might, you know, get a couple points. I mean, he's not trying. He's no, got he's not going to try. Two injured guys in his lineup. He's, Got two guys that played tonight on his bench. Um, yeah, I think Thunder from down under gets – I mean, he's got seven locked up in the counting stats, and it's not even going to be close. And then, I mean, Kevin Ware will get the turnovers, and then if he can steal one of the percentage, I mean, I, I think – yeah, I think he wins – or uh, was it Paul, Thunder from down under? Yeah. Yep. I think he wins, you know, 10-1, 9-2, something like that which makes me want to tank. <laughs> well, okay, but do you think he jumps Chase then if he wins 10-1, 9-2? Because Chase uh, Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think you guys will have somewhat of a close matchup. Uh, I think Chase will, you know, dominate where he normally dominates, but there's definitely some gaps where you can steal, uh, steal some of those 50-50s. So, yeah, I do. I do think he – if he goes 9-2, 10-1, how, how much is he behind Chase? Uh, He's three so he, and a half behind Chase. He needs four. He needs four more category oh. wins than Chase this week. So, I mean, if Chase gets six, he's got to get ten. Um, man, I don't know. They might tie. What happens then? Well, it wouldn't be a tie because it's three and a oh, half. So, a half, if yeah. he's only three, it's, so it's 
it's kind well, of they could i mean they, if he well, could somebody could tie a category in yeah, their matchup this week right so if he went nine one nine to one uh he could essentially tie uh if chase had five right which at that point i think it goes head to head i think it's like who won their matchups head to head okay yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely implications. I don't know if I don't think Chase will score five, which is I I think that the magic number for Paul to jump him. I think he might get six, I, but I do think it'll be close. So to answer your question, I don't think really anything changes. Fair enough. I I do think on Max's matchup with Chase, that'll have more bearing than anything max last week against me in both defensive categories looked really good defensive categories are are a way that you can to to recycle a phrase from a few minutes ago zig where everyone else is zagging and and steal a couple of categories um like brennan's had that with miles turner a lot of the year um yeah i know but uh but it's not season ending right no it's i mean it's tough with these centers, though. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty injury prone, especially this guy. Uh, partial tear in his plantar plantar plate. That's I don't bad. Know, That's I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds bad. Well. Okay. Yeah. So you're probably not getting back to the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, you very well might not. That's a major hit to my blocks for sure. Yeah, in you, I mean, without looking, I would imagine you rank, yeah, you rank first in in our league in blocks um, by a pretty, pretty nice little margin. But, um, but I do think um, those are categories that are going to sway matchups when we get to later in the playoffs and kind of, there are no weak links left. Though that's where I'm really interested to, to kind of um, follow those categories and see like how often the person that wins defensive categories wins overall, stuff like that. Um, let's get into these matchups that are directly on the bubble. Um, we will start with the defender uh, against the autopilot making the playoffs. Um, Trevor, Rumham Slam fifth place right now 97 77 and two um he would be again facing kyle in the four or five most likely against luca my balls 83 89 and four um currently the eight seed again he's one game up on victor he's two and a half games up on uniballers um but let's start again with rumham and luca my balls um more than just who do you think will win um do you think uh trevor can kind of, i think if trevor wins at least seven categories it it's i think trevor just needs to win at least seven categories to guarantee um luca my balls doesn't get in what do you guys think of that and how possible do you think that is again without jamal murray but it's not like trevor's a one-man team well, I mean, um, given tonight, uh, Sabonis didn't play. Um, oh, didn't he have somebody else that didn't play? Oh, well. Well, Jeff Teague might as well have not played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he, Sabonis, I would say, is his best player. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think he could definitely get seven. Uh, that sorry, I'm terrible with the name, Trevor. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible for sure. I don't know. Uh, what else to say on that, <laughs> Max? What do you think? So I like the way you phrased it. Trevor is the defender of, you know, Hurwitz not getting into the playoffs because that's really what it is. We are all rooting against the autopilot playoff team. Um, and I think he's going to get it. Like, yes, Jamal Murray is important to his points. Yes, it would be nice if Oladipo was healthy and slotted into the Miami lineup and performing well. But I still think, we, I mean, we always talk about how impressive Hurwitz's team is and, and it would be one of the best teams if he paid attention. That isn't just face value. That's just like, it's, an, it's incredible how impressive this team is without him making any moves. Um, but like it sitting by itself, if he's just slotting players in, it's not a top three team. It's not even a top five team. I think Trevor has a better team than him. Luke and my balls can beat teams like mine and can beat teams like, you know, other borderline, uh, teams. But I, I think Trevor should be the odds on favorite to win this week. And I think he can win by a wide enough margin to make it so that, uh, Luke, my balls is not in the playoffs. That would be my prediction, at least. Yeah, I think uh, I think a big thing is going to be, um, you know, not just for this week, but especially in the playoffs as well. Um, you know, Carl Towns, the two games he missed um, last week, he was with his family. It was the anniversary of his. Uh, mother passing away that's its own thing that's completely understandable but as a another big man who um, has had injury problems in the past as recently as earlier this year who's playing for an absolute garbage team um, you know it's he's the biggest variable I think facing Trevor um, and he and that will um, continue through to this week mostly because um, I think Carl Towns um, getting Sacramento twice this week gives him um, a real chance to um, to push some of Trevor's non um, you know non-scoring stat. You know Carl Towns will score plenty of points, but push some of his non-scoring stats um, past Hurwitz's counting stats as well. I think that can be what decides Trevor winning and Trevor burying Hurwitz off of the playoff bubble. So um, that's one dude that I'll be watching. And then inversely, De'Aaron Fox plays Minnesota twice this week. So he's another guy who um, I can be a UK homer for and who can also, again, be the difference between Trevor winning and Trevor burying Luca my balls. Luca my balls could win six to five and still lose the playoffs. If, yeah. if, if Luke keeps it as it is, nine to two against, you know, Huck, who's not really even playing right now, which I think is definitely possible. He could jump them all, but I digress. So, well, let's we'll let's let's lead into that matchup then, because you're. I think that's a great point. So, um, quick introduction, as we always do on these Uniballers. They're in tenth place, two and a half games back of the eight seed. They're eighty, ninety-one, and five. They're playing Doink the Clown, Huck, sixty, one, twelve, and four. Um, and right now, as we're recording this, Luke is beating Huck nine to two. So 
He needs to just win three more categories than Hurwitz this week. And Victor has something to do with this as well. But chasing specifically the eight seed, he needs to win three more categories than Hurwitz. And yeah, to Brennan's point, Hurwitz could win the matchup. But if he wins six categories and Luke wins nine, that's a leapfrog. So, um, you know, last week, um, Huck kind of played, you know, kept it close, played it tough. Um, you know, how I, I think a big thing will be can he win even three categories? So let's even just start there. Do you guys think Huck can even win three categories? Yes, in- I, I okay. think. I think uh, eight or above is the number for Luke. I think Luke, there's no chance it drops to seven to four, in my opinion. Um, I mean, there is a chance, but I don't think it'll happen. And which puts Luke and my balls magic number at like eight. He's got to win eight to three, which I don't think is going to happen. And I mean, Uniballers is on pace to, I mean, totally destroy Huck. So it's not looking great um, for Luke and my balls. Not that he'll hear this, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I know Luke is going to hear this, and he's probably happy about this. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't see him getting less than eight. So yeah, it's going to. I mean, going back to Victor, Victor's up eight to three. I, I don't think Victor. We already talked about it, didn't we? No, we didn't. Shit. Um, no, I mean, but I, I, so that's the last bubble matchup. And it's one of the the most intriguing because it's kind of two bubble teams. White Man Can't Jump, seventh place, and Super Gallinario Brothers, ninth place. That's Victor. Um, but yeah, Vic, Victor sitting sitting in there. Um, you know, Luke can can leapfrog Luke on my balls, and Victor can can leapfrog him further. Um, I. I thought so highly of white men can't jump before Harden went down, um, but he's not going to have Harden again this week. So what do you think? What, what were you, you were, but again, like, I mean, if, if, I mean, yeah. but again, if Victor's is winning eight to three, which is a blowout and Luke wins 10 to one, Luke is still in. If Luke of my balls doesn't reach eight, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't know. It's, it looks like it's setting up, for Luke pretty well here. Um, he is a game and a half back of Victor right. specifically. So yeah, he's got to get Vic. He's got to have two more category wins than Victor. I, I don't know that Victor will win eight categories this week though. The categories he's winning right now, a lot of them he's already winning by a really nice chunk. Um, but I do know that he's got dudes that are going to keep getting run. Um, he's, he's not, he doesn't have a lot of tank prone guys um like chris boucher is going to only get more minutes for him john collins of the hawks you know that's a dude that's going to continue to be a factor colin sexton young and emerging he's going to continue to be a factor like um but when we're talking about three categories you know losing three categories he's winning turnovers right now and what what i heard just then was the turnovers are going to go up and he's going to he might lose that one as well so I don't know. It's it's a game of inches at this point. Yeah, it really is. Um, Max, what do you think of? We've been kind of hovering all over the bubble matchups. What do you think of? Um, I guess Victor's matchup first. He's certainly. I don't know if it's the toughest matchup, or but it's at least got another one of the matchups. It was to what you were saying about 
Paul's matchup, this is the matchup I think has the greatest ramifications on like the whole playoff seedings and matchups. This is to date the most important matchup of the season. Um, like, and that's it. Just it is what it is. Like this decides the fate of potentially four different teams, and only two teams are involved in this. So, yeah, I think it's immensely important. And I, you know, I, I want to pick Victor this week. Like, I, I want to pick Victor to win in this matchup because James Harden's out, Eric Gordon's out, Ben Simmons is kind of day to day. And even though Victor's team, everybody always says, you know, Victor's team doesn't look that great on on paper. Um, He makes the moves. He gets sneaky stats out of guys like Hardaway and Heald and Gallinari. And John Collins and Boucher can carry him in the big man man stats. Chris Paul is still really good. Colin Sexton still puts up great points. Like, it's not the most impressive team ever, but this is a playoff team. Even if we're just looking at, at the Roto rankings, this is a playoff team. It's a bottom tier playoff team, but it's a playoff team nonetheless. Um, and that's not to say Neil's team shouldn't be, but with the roster he's got now, kind of similar to my roster where it's just all your best players are injured. I, I don't think he should be picked. Like he shouldn't be favored over Victor. Now, the interesting thing will be whether or not Victor can beat him bad enough to knock him out of the playoffs, which it would take a huge win from Victor. But as of right now, he's up 8-3. Um, and so mathematically, that would do it. That I, would- I think nine is the magic number. Because if, if, if Luke wins 10, 10 categories, 10 to 1, Luke, Luke pops him. Right. There's Right now, Neil's in seventh. And what's interesting is Victor can beat, you know, Victor's five and a half behind uh, behind Neil. So he would have to beat Neil by at least six categories to jump him. Uh, and and so that would be what I'm, I, I'd be at least nine to two. So let's say Victor wins nine to two and jumps Neil. Luke can also win nine to two, 10 to one. And Neil still makes the playoffs, but now suddenly, uh, Luke is or out. yeah, now Neil is out of the playoffs um, and Victor jumps Neil and still like falls to the eight seed. Or no, I guess he'd be a half game ahead for the seven seed. So Uniballers but, need nine more than Neil this week. No, the Uniballers is, he's not, I mean, Neil's kind of out of his grasp. I would say Uniballers needs two more than Victor and what was it? Uh, he needs three more than five, Luke and my balls. More. But Neil's bigger threat is missing the to miss the playoffs. He would need to get jumped by two of those other three teams. The third being Luca, my balls, and you know Victor is five and a half back of Neil, and Luke is seven back of Neil. So that seems kind of unrealistic. I think Neil is unofficially locked in, um, but he could definitely fall down to the eight seed if Victor beat him nine to two. Victor would be the seven seed, and Neil would be the eight. I think. That's not as likely just because I think what's most likely is they will, Victor will win, but Neil will find a way to get seven categories. He's got, Neil has dudes that can help him in the percentage categories, namely, um, what's his face? Brogdon. Um, Though I look at the Roto and he's not very good in the percentage categories, but Luke's um, best case scenario, Luke is rooting for Neil this week. Really rooting hard for Neil this week. 
Um, yeah. He's rooting for Neil and and Trevor. So yeah, I, I think that's our most likely scenario is it's the eight seed going to either Victor or Luke. Um, right now, my money would be on Victor, uh, and that's I. Luke's got a good team, um, but I just I think Victor is set up better right now to like given the current standings to take it. Are we ready for our second uh, shot bet? Uh, I already took it. No, I'm talking about the, the oh making a second. Oh, you shot want to make bet. another one? Yeah, I think I think I think Luke gets in. You think Luke gets? Yeah, in? I, I'll side with um with Brennan. You don't have to take uh you don't have to take two shots, Max. But I'll take a shot with Brennan if if Victor gets in. So for next week. Next week, yeah. This uh, is just getting into the playoffs. What's the shot number? Hey, yeah, that's just one. Weird. Let's just. Just one. This is single just shot. on. I mean, this is just around the eighth seed anyway. Okay, single shot. Getting in the playoffs, of course, matters, but let's not celebrate the eighth seed like it's the one seed. That's fair. I got. I got a single shot on Victor this week. And we'll we'll take our boy Luke Fightall. God, before this basketball league, if you would have ever told me that on a podcast I'd be going, I got a single shot on Victor this week. I'd be like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lion piece of shit. <laughs> Last year, Victor made the semifinals of our baseball league, but the two years before that were a rough go for him of last place in consecutive years out of 16. So uh, there was a long time where it was like the go-to joke was like, oh, my team sucks. Like I may as well be Victor or something more clever than that. But now Victor made the playoffs in, in baseball, looking at making the playoffs in basketball. So it's a big, it's funny now. Yeah, it's like, it's not crazy to pick Victor at all. But Every two years ago, when Max and I still knew him then, it, that would have been way crazier. Yeah, every year's a rebuilding year until it's not. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Victor, Brennan, because I know you are uh, partial to the Yanks, or at least you were, but Victor has uh, great love for the Yankees, great love for Gary Sanchez. If you ever want to – Love Gary uh, Sanchez. Fast tra- well, you and Victor are kindred spirits. <laughs> I'm the one that actually has El Gary this year. I drafted him. Okay. Anyway, I that's my fault. I steered us into that baseball talk. That's my fault. Um, so okay, so it looks like we think Neil will get in, even if he maybe falls to the eight seed. Max is picking Victor to be the last team in. Um, Brendan and I are picking Luke. Um Trevor, I trust, will take care of business against Luke and my balls. We are literally all rooting for you, Trevor. We believe in you. Um, and I think that just about does it for this podcast. The next time you guys hear us, um, uh, we've got rum, 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 well, rum, we've rum. got Uniballers versus Doink the Clown. We've we talked about it a little bit, but well, does I mean I think I felt like we talked about it in the sense of. It's not about whether or not Huck will win. It's about whether or not Luke will beat him by enough categories. Yeah. Are you going to pick Huck? I mean, go ahead. No, no, I'm not going to pick Huck. I just, <laughs> it, it really irks me. Um, you know, I could say this. He's not on the podcast right now. It really irks me that he, that Kenrick Williams with 15 points, seven rebounds, three assists, sh- shooting two of three from three or shooting two of four from three is on his bench right now. Like this is, he has an obligation, uh, and I'm not rooting against Luke. I am for the shot bet, but I'm not 
rooting against Luke to make the playoffs. But right, like you have no beef with Luke. No, not at all. I, uh, for all intents and purposes, I like texting with Luke. He's a great trader. Um, but Huck has an obligation to put up a fight this week. Sure. And sure, I hope sure, he sure. takes that seriously. I hope he makes his moves. I hope he starts his players. And I, I still think he's going to lose to Luke. But at least then it's, you know, we're looking at this Saturday and it might be interesting. Um, but that's, yeah, because again, that's it's, all. That's all I've got. Yeah, Luke it's has total, to have like nine or so. I mean, yeah, yeah Luke, to have a chance. I think if Luke wins eight categories, then it's not impossible, but he's really leaning on Neil. If Luke wins nine categories, yeah, he can really be looking at a, Make a it playoff spot. And I mean, Huck can try and, and still lose nine to two but if but huck can also try and make it five to four like he did last week oh we problem is, i think we would all bet on him losing like that no matter yeah, that, what again that's does. not the that's not the question it's about can he win four can, can if huck won four categories that would bury that would bury luke right right exactly. all of the basis of him jumping from 10th into the playoffs is that he's playing huck who even when huck is trying like he's in 13th place Right. He's he's gonna have number one overall pick. Right. So um that okay, I think is a good way to punctuate this episode. Trevor is the defender against the autopilot. Uh Huck is the um foil to Luke and Trevor or not uh Trevor Neal and Victor are battling on uh dueling sides of the bubble. And the next time you hear from us, we'll be paying off a number of shot bets and uh, we will be breaking down only four matchups instead of seven because it will be the playoffs. We won't have to waste time picking games that involve Kevin Ware's knee. That's um, right. This is a this is a league wrap on Kevin Ware's knee. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And well, I guess and not definitely Luke in my balls yet, but hopefully. Yeah, so yeah. I will remember you. <laughs> Kevin no, Ware's knee. No, I think you won't. He said, I think that's a wrap on Kevin Ware's knee. I think Kevin Ware's knee needed a little bit more than a wrap. <laughs> oh, well done. Um, hopefully we can do a post-mortem on Luke and my balls next week as well. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we will sometime in the off season, we'll replace them, but Next week, playoff time. To those of you on the bubble, I wish you the best of luck. I have no ill will towards any of you because I would get shit-talked back against most of you. Um, if you are a top five team, then fuck yourself. Um, except you, Brennan, because we're making eye contact. So I love okay. you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, do you guys have any parting thoughts? Go Tigers. Uh, Ethan, can I get the last word on the podcast? Sure. Okay, cool. Hey, Ethan, how's that ass feel?